1: This recording is cursed.
0: <laughs> it's filled with ghosts.
1: This is like the 17th time we've tried to record this fucking thing.
0: I mean, it's the not the most valiant effort we made. The most valiant. We did get pretty far into one, but, you know, I think this is going to be good. I think we practice. We're going to come at them with a professional product for once. <laughs> uh, and they're going to be amazed. Oh, no. Please ignore the fact that I am using video effects to give myself a Rosie the Riveter headband at this moment. <laughs> this is a professional production, children. It's appropriate. It's appropriate. You look very smashing. Thanks.
1: Thanks. Go, women. Thanks. Speaking of women, we read. Yeah. The <laughs> la- <laughs> <laughs> we've already done this. <laughs> they
0: don't know what we've done. <laughs> You don't know the crimes we have committed behind the scenes?
1: Listen, we talked about nonsense for like 30 minutes. And then we talked about Mm -hmm. bowls, like in the rock, for a little bit. We,
0: We talked about blood for quite a while. Oh yeah,
1: and how your blood is supposed to stay in your body. But when it's not in your body in a controlled environment, your body is like, no, I'm going to bed. And the appropriate thing to say to a nurse when they're taking your blood, is I have to leave now, which is great. (laughs) Yeah. That's a quick recap for you on that note.
0: It is. It is. Do you want me to go over the bowl thing again? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Set the scene. Wait, hang on. Let me set the scene further, further back. Because I'll read the thing. Okay. I'm going to set the scene. Okay. Listen, guys, I'm doing, I'm overstepping. I'm wearing a Rosie the Riveter headband. I'm going to read to you the title of this chapter, which is Ladies Monthly Magazine, May 1943, The Soldier Girls in Action by Special Correspondent Anne Spatz Patron. Okay, we got that. That's the title. Yep. Great. They're in a bowl. Imagine for me, if you will, a bowl. But on the top, there are two kind of prongs that come off of it. Think about like a deer's foot. This was very effective last time, I feel like. I feel like this worked for us. So, it looks like a deer's foot. This is how I'm picturing it. Again, this is not in the book. I'm making this up. Welcome to my fan fiction about front lines. This bowl, they went down into it. And, like, on one side of, like, where the deer's foot comes in, like, the top prong, is the Americans. So let's say the left side, because that's the side I picked before, and that's how I picture it in my brain. And on the right side are the Germans. But, you see, it's, like, not an exactly symmetrical thing that we're talking about here. Because the Americans... They're, like, in this one part that's kind of, like, walled off. They have this high high coverage so the Germans cannot shoot at them. And on the German side, it's more open. They have visibility to the road beyond. And so when they're sneaking through to do this mission, they're going up to the top of where the little, like, where the two prongs of like the foot meet, like right in that middle toe center part. And they found like a little cavern thing or a ledge that they can kind of scooch around and then hop over to the other side and then be above the Germans. And that's how I pictured this bowl and this foot. And those were all the words I said that were important. I said a lot that weren't important. And I will not say those again. Ever.
1: (laughs) Yes, the the deer hoof analogy helped a lot. It makes a lot of sense. Um, I wish Michael Grant had thought of it. Oh no! I'm just subscribing that your way is the right way because that <laughs> that supports my own narrative bias in this Hell of- yeah. yeah!
0: I've always wanted to help Michael Grant write a book, <laughs> and I still haven't. <laughs> <laughs> Oh no.
1: Oh no. <laughs> what if Michael Grant listened to these?
0: Oh my god. I first of all, I'd be so embarrassed. Yeah. Um <laughs> but also what if he does though? And then like what if he's like I want to talk to them about this and then we do. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Like I'll show up to the meeting with this very cartoonish Rosie the Riveter headband. Yeah. Be like, this is thematically appropriate. He'll hang up. He'll be like, I hated those girls.
1: Listen, he had a cigar and a
0: hat. Yeah. So we should show up with cigars and hats to impress him. Right.
1: And then be like, we stole this cigar from an officer's desk.
0: From an officer's right off his desk. Yeah. And I'll do it again, too.
1: Yeah. Because he's fucking useless.
0: Because he's fucking useless. He's the brass. We got one over on the brass, man. Fuck yeah.
1: It's probably transatlantic too.
0: Probably. I stole this cigar right off the brass's desk. Like the transatlantic man. I could not maintain that through... Well, maybe I could maintain it through the entire interview. Michael Grant, nice to talk to you again. I talked this way the last time. What are you talking about? Of course I did. The whole time. Guess like Michael it's Grant. published on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> oh no no. okay never mind
1: (laughs) convince him you've been the transatlantic man the
0: whole time i just i never thought it would work
1: (laughs) (laughs) what a nefarious man the transatlantic man is
0: he is a trans trans nefarious (laughs) nefarilantic man nope there's nothing. There's nothing. It's gone. Oh, God. I'm flustered now. It's gone. I'm flustered. I'm bamboozled. I'm kerfuffled. i say I'm sweating, but it's 40 fucking degrees here, and
1: I'm ready to rage. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, we talked about hoodies and how you can't wear them in the South, too. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. It's too fucking hot and humid. It is. I can't do it. Southerners, move here. I'm not coming to you. I can't do it. I tried to wear a hoodie outside. It was awful. I had to take it off. And then you can see me as a person. (laughs) You can see I'm not just an amorphous blob. You can see my human figure. My limbs. I don't like that you can perceive me. (laughs) When I wear a hoodie, I am a ghost. (laughs) When I when I wear a hoodie, I am non corporeal.
1: Shall I summarize this book? Um, it's written like an article because Aunt Spats Patron isn't is an article writer, and
0: we're... that bitch. <laughs> I'm sorry, she's fine. I Oof. like her a lot. I'm sorry. <laughs> Listen, um, yeah,
1: and let's. Uh, I don't know. Like, we were talking about how we don't really care for articles that try and like come off as like story, like short stories. As opposed to yeah. articles that are written in a more factual way.
0: Yeah. I just don't like... Like, you can't fool me. I know this isn't a story. Yeah. I don't need this flavor. You can't fool me. I don't need this flavor. Listen, it's like when I go to get a recipe and I have to hear about... Your great aunt Mildred for 86 pages. And how
1: your kid's potty training
0: is going. Fuck those articles. Oh my God, we're going to make food. Why are you talking about your kid's potty training? Oh my God. I don't care about your kids. Just give me the recipe, Diane. Have you seen the, the theory that Lord of the Rings was really just a the original recipe blog? No. They're like, so now that like they've talked about all the food in Lord of the Rings, like at the feasts and stuff and they've released a cookbook. They're like Lord of the Rings was just the original recipe blogger and the whole story about Frodo taking the ring to Mount Doom was just the preamble to the Oh to my the god. <laughs> yeah. Oh no. So good. <laughs> These three It's my favorite. Thick three.
1: giant books were all part of the blog entry <laughs> before uh-huh. the recipe yep oh god
0: and now that you've finished the lord of the rings will teach you how to make knockoff off bread <laughs> it's flour it's water it's kneading it's time it's time, <laughs> it's time.
1: <laughs> this is like taglines for like a, a sneaker Like it's time <laughs>
0: It's time. <laughs> Consider doing it. It's <laughs> a soft it. relaunch of Nike.
1: <laughs> Consider doing it.
0: <laughs> Contemplate going for it. <laughs> Nike.
1: Shit. Amazing. Oh, fuck. I'm sorry. No, do not. That's the greatest thing I've ever heard. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. Okay, Soldier Girls in Action, take 2. 1943 Women's Magazine, blah blah blah. All right. And Spats Patron, she opens this article and explains this is a special exclusive report from the fighting in Tunisia that our war boys have been joined by girls. Ew. Uh, and she has spent some time with the 2nd Squad, 5th Platoon, Company A, 119th Division, a.k.a. the division of our favorite characters from the Frontline series. Because who the fuck else would it be? We don't even know.
0: yeah uh, Mackie. Sergeant Mackie. Could be in Sergeant Mackie. Oh, that would be fun if we got a Mackie story. Mm-hmm. That would be fun. That would be so uh, fun. I- I was pumped that we got this story though too. But also, Michael Grant, if you're listening, uh, can I please have a Sergeant Mackey story, please? Yeah, give it just before bed, please. As a treat, you know we've been so good. As a treat, I ha- I haven't, but I think I still deserve it because of entitlement. <laughs> Thank you. Because this
1: world is hard <laughs> enough, and we just want our stories, Michael Grant. <laughs>
0: The world is too hard, Michael Grant, and you need to give us our stories please, so we can enjoy our stories. I'd like some more, please, please, sir. One more story. I will hold up my empty bowl and look pitiful at you. Put a book you in hold it. Hold up my my sad hands and look. I can't even put soup in them because my hand is broken. <laughs> it just, so it's a so it's pathetic hand. It just runs through the fingers, the broken fingers. It just runs through my broken fingers, Mister Grant. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
1: It's a good. It's a good thing the first recording didn't happen very well, because then the audience would have missed out on this weird bit we're doing.
0: It's hard to imagine <laughs> when people listen to the final product that we put out that there are times where we've gone more off the uh-huh. rails. I can't take your fucking Rosie the Riveter headband. <laughs> it's thematically appropriate. It's, what are you talking about? It's beautiful, but like. But take it off. No, never take it off. I'm just it's just, it's just funny, and I'm commenting on it. It's it's like it's because I'm not riveting. It's making it funny. If I were riveting right now, you would take me very how the, seriously. How does one rivet? Um, don't you just like put molten metal into a mold and then smash it with a hammer? Oh. or is it like the real train one? Like, let's Google it. How to rivet. Oh, these are just like grommets for shoes. Like, the rivets are just like the two pieces, like sex bolts that fit into each other, and then you crush them together. Sex bolts. Like, you know how we used to do... Yeah, like sex bolts. Like, you know how we used to do the Jesses for the birds, where we'd line up the two parts, and then we'd crank it together? That's riveting. Oh, we did it. We've done riveting. How riveting. It's not impressive. I mean, it's impressive, but like, if I was sitting here doing it on the call with my headband... Casey would not be impressed. I would just be like, I could be knitting. Who knows? Oh, please knit. I can't. I'm not creative. <laughs> what? Are you guys ready? I actually do. I have somebody that can make, what do you call it? Fabric crafts? What is that actually called? Knitting. <laughs> okay. You looking for a knitter? Go to Chibby Crafts, C-H-I-B-B-Y, space, crafts. Also, she has a Etsy page. So if you want fucking knit shit, don't ask me. Knit shit. I can rivet. Knit. Oh, fuck. She should use knit. I'm going to send it to her. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> so check, check her out. That's right. I'm not paid for this. This is just somebody who actually has talent that is in our Discord. And I love we her. love Libby
1: Chibi. Yay. Chimmy.
0: We do. So go check out her craft page, please, for someone who can actually knit. And if you need rivets done, you can call me. Okay,
1: back with Spats. She manages to get Spot on Jeep running ammunition to the squad in the foothills. Uh, while they are going there, uh, she's talking to Colonel Jorgensen. He's reporting they have a squad there. They are currently in an impasse with some German soldiers who did not get the word that the Battle of Kasserine Pass was over and that they fucking lost. Fucking bitches better run home to Hitler. Those shits. Um... So, on their way there, they get shot at by a German mortar team. It's very exciting. They miss. Everything's fine. And after a while, they arrive at their destination, and Spatz gets to meet the squad, starting with Luther Gear and Jeannot, who immediately bum cigarettes from her and recruit her to help them carry ammo. Uh, They start climbing up the hills. Uh, Spatz wipes the fuck out more than once, but she proves herself useful when she saves a five-gallon drum of water from sliding down a crack. Hooray! Hooray! thanks for your contribution to the war um finally they walk through a narrow ravine entrance into a sort of rock bowl with a sandy floor and rock walls uh uh we're going with alex's head cannon that it is in the shape of a deer hoof because i think that's cool like a giant deer tram- trampled the land
0: that would be amazing right
1: like a kaiju
0: a andelite kaiju. Oh! Sucking the
1: minerals from the earth through his hoofs. It's all coming back to oh. Animorphs.
0: Fuck, that's cool. Fuck. Oh my Fuck. god. I wonder if the Andalite culture has like kaiju stories of their own people.
1: My god. Michael? Catherine? Michael? Catherine? You know what we want.
0: Our demands are clear
1: fill our bowls with stories yet again <laughs> just one more please <laughs> we just want the Enderlight kaiju
0: please just the Enderlight kaiju i won't even ask for the taxon chronicles anymore please oh yeah
1: and the Pemelite chronicles i do want that
0: though and the mm-hmm. yeah i just want to know like any this is not the this is not the time
1: It could be the time. Maybe it is the time. I just want to know a little
0: bit more about the Pamelites, though. Like, we know about the Chi. We know jack shit about the Pemelites except for their passwords 1234. Like. Like, Or just four. I think it was actually just four. Dinks. It's unbreakable. In a way. Yeah. That password is unbreakable, because nobody would ever start with just the number four. Or would they?
1: But if they just did zero Maybe. and then it said no, and then one, no, two, no, three, no, four, and then you got it.
0: See, I feel like they would like type more. Like they'd be like, and like type a whole sentence. 6969. 6969, obviously. Right. It's the code to Chapman's house.
1: Yeah. If you ever need to know, <sighs> that's what it is.
0: That's what it is. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, boy.
1: So, giant andelite deer hoof. That's where the soldiers are. Uh, one of the walls looks like it's been through a landslide. It formed a 20-foot high ridge upon which a dozen soldiers perch atop, ducking out of sight of the Germans who are just on the other side of the wall. They can hear them over there. They're just there. Um, Stick is manning the entrance to the ravine. This is the only entrance in or out of the bowl currently that they can find. And Spats meets Sergeant Cole. And he informs her they have been recruited to come and flush out these few remaining German soldiers. He, th- he thinks there's only 6 to 12 of them left. Um, the Americans are in a position that the Germans can't sneak up on them. They think the Germans might be low on ammo. Um, but they can't just go and shoot them because it would be... Uh, the Germans are basically in a similar mirror image bowl that they are. Any attempts to attack them would have the Germans just shooting right back at them and it would be bad. Um, so all in all, they're just basically in a giant standoff and nobody's doing anything about it. So they're just hanging out. Um, and uh, so knowing all of this information, uh, Spatz goes and talks to some of the soldiers and learns all of their stories. We learned about Jack Stafford. He's the only British soldier. And he's only there because he was kicked out of England because it was dangerous and he lost his parents in the Blitz. Uh <laughs> he wasn't kicked out of england sorry that's wrong they bombed
0: him out of england they wanted jack so bad it's like
1: when they sent all the children out of the london like in narnia like in um bed knobs and broomsticks oh right yeah
0: it's a much better example i
1: forgot about narnia as like a concept
0: oh well that's probably because it's really just about god it's
1: about god aslan is jesus
0: Yeah, but who is the Turkish Delight?
1: Do you like Turkish Delight?
0: I don't know that I've ever had like the real, true Turkish Delight. But like the stuff I've had, yeah, I do. Okay. Okay. But like I've never had the gelatinous cube covered in powdered sugar. It's always been like a kind of like a gummy candy. Yeah. It's so I feel like I've never had real Turkish delight. Okay. So I'm gonna figure out how to make it. Maybe. So yeah,
1: Jack left England because he was a child and they were bombing and he lost his parents in the Blitz. and It's very sad. Um, uh, we talked to Hansu Pang. He's Asian, but he's American too. And uh, Tilo Suarez looks like Frank Sinatra. We don't care. Um, and then she gets to Private Rhea Ricklin and she just looks like an all-American farm girl with freckles and eyes, but Her eyes holds a different secret. She is a true combat veteran in the way that she holds herself and interacts with the world around her. Um, And it is only proven that she is a combat soldier because she approaches Cole with an idea. She and Stick are going to sneak around the Germans rather than going straight at them. She finds a seam behind the wall that they can go behind the Germans and they can get some enfilade with Stick's B.A.R., Cole's like, that's very risky. That's a very long shot. In order to jump over to that ledge, you would have to expose yourself to the enemy. Um, and she's like, oh, it's fine. We'll go at night. And they start tra- strategizing about when at night or in the early morning would be the best time to attempt this. Um, and Spats volunteers to come with them. She senses a desperate night's attempt with a newly minted soldier girl would make for a very good story. Um, and Cole is not sure about this, but she bribes him with a cigar that she allegedly stole from an officer's desk. And, uh, I guess he's like, okay, go for it. I got my cigar. I'm good here. Um, and she spends the rest of the day interviewing the members of the squad, and she knows the real story is about Rio. And this is where we got in the recording when everything
0: was terrible and broke horribly. It was, it was, it didn't, well, we just realized that it was broken. Yeah. It didn't go to shit. It was already gone to shit, but we didn't know. We didn't know. That's when I looked down and saw my microphone cord was not connected to the microphone.
1: It's fine. I've been podcasting for five years.
0: Hey, listen. I feel like I've been here for a thousand years. And still, every day, I make mistakes. Just like Rio. Just like Rio. This is... Welcome to Animorphs Anonymous, a story about all the ways in which we fucked up. A Rio story.
1: This is our
0: confession. Yeah. <gasps> I can think of a few episodes that, you know, we fucked up. Oh boy. Oh boy. So you know, we've all we've all been there. We've all made mistakes in our lives. We started recording on what's the equivalent of a toy. Oh my I god. Think. Yeah. So, start from the bottom. Now we're here. Now we're here, and we still won't plug in our mics. Fuck all y'all. <laughs> we don't know shit. <laughs> oh no. I don't know. This headband's giving me power. Now I feel like I'm just gonna I'm just gonna protest the whole time. What you want good audio recordings? What are we, the McElroys? Yeah. I bet they have good microphones. I don't know what this voice is either. I don't know what's happening. It's to your me. dude,
1: bro, voice
0: is my Dubro voice, like, yeah, we're talking about the Jersey Shore, <laughs> something about duck phones. I've never watched the Jersey Shore, but I believe they had a duck phone. Like a phone shaped like a duck. Yeah, like a phone shaped like a mallard. Ooh, that's fun. I don't know if that's true, because I've never actually watched an episode, but I feel like it might be. Okay. I've heard of a hamburger phone. A <gasps> uh, hamburger. That flips down, so it's yeah. like you talking in the burger. Like in Juno, Spirited away. <laughs> Spirited away. Juno, Juno is what, Juno is what I was thinking. I decided to say whatever came to my head. That was the (coughs) wrong decision. Spirited (laughs)
1: away. Ah, yes, the famous scene with the hamburger phone.
0: The famous scene where Spirited is pregnant, and then away (laughs) she goes.
1: (gasps) What the fuck? (laughs) What is (laughs) the deranged sense you just? Purpose of the movie, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, that's exactly what happened, you did it. <laughs> okay. How riveting.
0: It's <laughs> me! I'm riveting.
1: Rosie. Rivet rivet, rivet 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 rivet. Rivet 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 rivet. That's my song about riveting.
0: I like it. Okay. I'll take ten.
1: I don't it's an M... it's an MP3. I can't give you ten. I can only give you the one.
0: But I want ten.
1: Would you take them in vinyl form? This isn't even my vinyl form.
0: (laughs) This isn't even my vinyl
1: form. Oh, no. Oh, God. Oh, no. I'm going to keep summarizing before this. Okay. (laughs) Oh, no. Oh, shit. So... Uh, Spats talks to people at the camp. Finally, the hour comes along. The hour of action. Uh, she, Rio, and Stick have to crest the top of the rise and then jump down three feet into solid darkness and hope to God that there is a ledge beneath them to fall on. All within full view of the enemy. Hooray, this seems crazy and reckless and I love it. Um... Rio swings from her canteen. She braces herself, and then she quickly jumps over and down, and lands with a grunt of pain that the Germans seem to not have noticed. Ooh, very exciting! Um, uh, and then Stick passes down the gun. He jumps down too. Rio catches him. He is not completely emasculated like certain other menfolk would be.
0: Strand, motherfucker, Braxton. that
1: motherfucker, Braxton.
0: I hate that motherfucking Braxton. I hate that motherfucking Braxton. Get him the fuck out of here.
1: He's not even in this story, but we're still going to drag him.
0: I can't even strand him.
1: (laughs) That's why his name is Strand, because we want to strand him on an island where he can't be a dick.
0: His own mother, when he was born, was like, I can't strand this child. They're like, what did you say? And she was like, "Uh, his name is Strand. There you go. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Michael Grant confirmed. Confirm this.
0: Don't deny. Don't deny. That's not an option. <laughs> Only confirm.
1: Confirm and conform, Michael Grant.
0: Confess to your strand scenes. Consess. Unless. Unless. Uh... <laughs> yeah.
1: So, a uh, stick is caught by Rio, bridal style. It's very cute. And then, Spats herself decides to jump. And she fucks up. She makes a huge mess of it. There's shit everywhere. She makes so much noise. Luckily, there's a nearby American soldier who's like, watch it out. And like, they're supposed to be fretting cover fire. He, he, he distracts and he coughs and he scatters gravel around to cover up her noise. And either the Germans did not notice this or they did not want to waste their fire on whatever just happened. Spats, you almost fucked up real bad, but whatever, it's fine. Uh, the three of them end up in a smooth, a smoothed wall ravine that is incredibly narrow and they have to shimmy sideways to go forward. Oi! Uh, they walk for a while and they figure that they're behind the Germans at some point. And finally the ravine opens up into a flat starlit platform. It's very beautiful. Um, Stick and Rio, since they're now kind of exposed, they're looking around warily with their guns and Spats herself has her father's colt, which is a single action revolver. Hooray.
0: And not a horse. No,
1: no horses here. Tis a gun.
0: It is a cowboy gun. Like, it is a gun a cowboy could use.
1: Yeah. Like in Red Dead Redemption.
0: Woo! Cowboy
1: gun, she's got one. They lie down on the flat mesa on their bellies and Stick has to crawl and peer over the side. He quietly reports they are right on top of the Germans. They will attack at first light. So they just lay there for hours in the dark, in the cold, in the dry, and they're thirsty, and they probably have to pee real bad, but they just gotta lay there and be the fuck quiet. So the Germans, I think, stick smokes a cigarette at some point, which I would not have risked that, but you know.
0: He does, and he like covers his his mouth as he's smoking it. I'm like, they can still smell.
1: I, yeah, I don't know if I would have done that, but you know, they're still young and dumb.
0: And full of They need the money. Yeah. Oh, full of you know. Full of Blood. Full of guts. And libel. (laughs) Yes. I feel like I'm playing a game and I don't know the rules. (laughs) That's game changer. I
1: love game changers. It's game changer.
0: And I've been here the the whole whole time. time.
1: God, I want to watch that show some
0: more. Oy. Me too. It's so good.
1: Yeah, so they're laying there. It sucks. Everything's uncomfortable. It's cold. Blah, blah, blah. Uh, finally, first light appears in the sky. Stick signals to Rio. She gets into position. She loosens the pin on four different grenades. And she pulls the pins out and releases them down the wall one by one. And they can hear the crump as they explode beneath them. And they can hear the shouts and the cries of the terrified Germans. And then the second grenade explodes. And they have no fucking idea what's going on or where it's coming from. They can't see anybody. Where the fuck is this coming from? Stick points the BAR almost straight down the wall. Starts firing. And Rio follows suit with her M1 firing in short bursts. And the Germans finally have a target. But they try to fire back. They are shooting into the sun. They are barely able to see the people above them. It is shooting fish in a barrel. Stick and Rio are firing mechanically without any emotion. Hui Uh Rio sends down more grenades. A majority of the firing stops altogether from this this grenade droppage. Um Stick yells at them to surrender. One of the Germans shouts something back at them. And apparently it's very rude because Rio says, well, that's very rude. And she throws another grenade down. Um, And then she rolls to the left to get a different view below. She reports back there's some sort of cave that the three remaining Germans are taking shelter in. Uh, They relay this back to Cole, which, like, I don't... I guess they're on, like, the top of the ridge and they're, like, down below. So they're just
0: like, hey, what's up? Uh, I like to think they have tin cans attached <gasps> with string. Oh, that's... Fun, like how we, yeah, like what we played together as children. Yes, yeah, like what we played together in the playground when we were the children.
1: <laughs> like, that put <laughs> some stories are not in cats. <laughs> That we may tell them the stories each other through the tin cans. We would
0: pull the tin cans to our ears as you speak into the string that is the story and we would listen to it. What are these creepy orphan children voices? I don't know. I also don't know why we decided to be creepy orphan children that are begging for stories. I mean, I feel like
1: we started off as not creepy orphan children. We're just orphan children and then it just took a sinister turn.
0: Maybe. Oh, I misunderstood because I thought that you had to be creepy to be like a Victorian orphan child. Okay, that's true. So this is on me. I brought the energy to a weird place. No,
1: no, I think you're right. I think I underestimated the creep factor and that's on me.
0: Yeah. Like modern orphans. Fine. Yeah. Victorian orphans. mm. Haunted as shit. Haunted. Mm -hmm. Ghost babies. Ghost children, for sure. It's because
1: they didn't have medicine back then. No,
0: nor meds. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Damn, got me there. <laughs> it's like, it was like somebody throws a ball at your head and you're just like, well. <laughs> I should have seen that coming because I saw those people throwing a ball over there. I just didn't expect it. Yeah, but it's still a surprise every time.
0: <laughs> You got me the other day when I said medicine, and you said, do you mean meds? I was like, I wasn't ready to flip the script on this.
1: Uh, Let's see. Tin cans. Yes, they're talking to the tin cans. Um, And Stick needs a minute to figure out his life. Uh, The Germans could still shoot the Americans if the squad decided to come up over the ridge. So Bria suggests that they lower her down with a rope so she can throw grenades right into the cave which is so extra, but whatever. Um, they decide to send Spats down to get the rope and more grenades. And Spats is kind of taken aback that they're willing to risk her life more than the other soldiers. But she understands that the soldiers have been together since basic training and they are family to each other. And she's just dead weight. <sighs> so off she goes and it takes her. In- she took it in stride.
0: She just took it in strides. Yeah.
1: She's like, I could have been offended by this, but
0: it makes perfect sense. Oh, well.
1: I'm like, I'm glad they put her to work and she was able to help them, though, because, like, I would have felt really annoyed if this, like, random reporter was just, like, following me around.
0: Yeah. I feel like I would have been like, I need a break from her, so I'm going to send her down to get the rope. Yeah. Because this is weird. She's, like, asking
1: me all these questions about my life.
0: Yeah. And, like, Rio wouldn't like that.
1: She won't even talk to her best friend about her boy excursions.
0: Strand fucking
1: Braxton! I fucking hate
0: that guy. I fucking hate that guy. He's not
1: even here. I just hate him.
0: I just really hate him. Oh, God. She'd fly a plane to fuck off.
1: <laughs> strand yourself on an island.
0: Yeah, go strand yourself, Braxton. Yeah,
1: Braxy boy.
0: Kaiba boy.
1: Kaiba boy.
0: Oh, you give up. Oh, no. Oh, blue eyes white. Drag yourself on out of here. Oh, got him.
1: So, Spats goes and gets the shit. Takes her an hour and a half to get there and back by herself. She reappears with rope, grenades, and even water for Stick and Rio. Not for her. She doesn't get any water. Presumably.
0: Um, you gotta earn the water.
1: Yeah, you gotta pull your weight.
0: You gotta pull your weight.
1: Uh, they tie Rio into the rope. They have a loop at her feet, a second around her waist, and a third that she uses as a handhold, like it's a fucking city bus. Um, Rio is checking her gun, and Spat hands her the Colt because it will be easier to use and maneuver than her rifle. Um, Rio takes it with thanks, and she's like, "Oh, I've never used a revolver before." <laughs> In that voice exactly. Um. And Spats and Stick hold the rope and start to lower her down. In that moment, Spatz forgets that Ryu is female. She is just another GI going into harm's way in the fight for freedom. Or something. I don't know.
0: She's just another dude, man.
1: Just one of the
0: boys, man. Just one of the boys. the boys. Like Mulan. Yeah. Except she didn't have a grandma that was like, bring home a man.
1: <laughs> Would you like to stay forever? <laughs>
0: oh problematic grandma i love you oh
1: i love her rio's one of the boys and she's sliding down the wall she's got a grenade with a loose pin in her hand the dumbest thing happens the dumbest thing that makes her lose her shit a lizard pops out of a hole in the wall, level to her face and she freaks out momentarily and crashes into the wall alerting the germans a lizard an andalite bandelite. Um, so the germans hear her they know what's going on one of them pops out of the cave and points his gun upward at her as if to shoot her from beneath rio instinctively kicks and swings out of harm's way she stuffs the grenade in her shirt and she pulls out the colt and immediately drops it on the ground because her hands are sweaty the german thinks this is a grenade and he jumps away Um, And she takes this opportunity to pull out her own grenade. She pulls a pin with her teeth and drops it uh, just as the German realizes his mistake and fires at her. His shot manages to skim her thigh. And then he sees the real grenade and he leaps back into the cave before it explodes. And after the fucking gravel is done hitting her, She yells at stick to drop her down fast, which he does. She slams into the ground. She gets tangled in the rope and she can't reach her grenades, but she can reach the colt. So she's on the ground facing three remaining soldiers who immediately are like coming at her. One of them starts firing. His first shot misses. Rio knows that they're at a close enough range. He's not going to miss again. So he, there's, like, at the same time, he's, like, leveling his second shot, and she's, like, slowly lifting the revolver. Everything's happening in slow motion. It's very cinematic and dynamic. He shoots first, but his clip is empty. They were low on ammo, and he's finally empty. And she fires the revolver, and she also misses, presumably because she's not used to the recoil. Because she's never fired a revolver before. So the Germans are scrambling to get their shit together, and Rio manages to fire again. She hits one of them directly in the stomach. He screams in pain. Rio screams in a combination of fear and fury. Um, she fires again. A second German drops to his knee, blood blooming from his chest. The third throws his rifle down and starts screaming that he surrenders, but it's too late. Rio has shot him right in the head. Most of his head is now gone. Ugh! She untangles herself from the rope and stands over the German that she shot in the the stomach, who may yet still live, but a stomach wound is one of the worst you can get, and even if he lives, he'll never be whole again. But Rio is done shooting. He is no longer a threat. She shouts up to the others that she's okay, and there is blood and triumph in her voice. Spatz feels a surge of pride for this young soldier girl. She, Stick, and the rest of the squad meet up in the bottom of the bowl, which is a slaughterhouse of almost a dozen German bodies that line up in a row. They give the still-living soldier some morphine, but no one can help him and he finally dies and joins the line of his fellows. Spatz walks down the line and takes notes of the cause of death. Three are dead by grenade shrapnel, two from the BAR, three from her own Colt, and four from Rio's M1, and all Rio got was a scrape up her thigh. The question that people have been debating are women capable of fighting the answer is yes in fact the answer is hell yes Whew. so now the road is clear and the vehicles are sent in to retrieve the squad and get them to medical care and hot food rio takes her gunshot wound and her twisted ankle in stride Spatz finds her later at the hospital tent talking about boys with janeau Jen Genot asks if Spat is going to write about this, and Rio says she'd rather that she didn't, because it would just worry her folks. Spatz thinks that she is always that even though she's been covering the war for months, she realized that the bravest soldiers are always the most humble. She doesn't know what to say to Rio, so she jokes that Rio owes her four rounds of ammo. Rio laughs and says Spatz is alright for a civilian. Spats gives her a copy of The Big Sleep and says it's about tough guys and tougher dames, or what she used to think tough dames were before she met the real thing. I assume the book thing is, like, some sort of, like, thing that I don't understand.
0: Yeah, I, I'm, of course, just Googling it in the background. I'm seeing a film... A dying millionaire hires blah, 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 hires private eye Philip Marlowe to handle a blackmailer of one of his two troublesome daughters, and Marlowe finds himself involved with more than extortion. Kidnapping, pornography, seduction, and murder are just a few of the complications he gets caught up in. Uh, published in 1939.
1: Oh. Yeah, Spats used to think tough dames were in that book until she met the real thing. She shakes hands with Rio, and Rio says, Well, you're no shrinking violet yourself, Mrs. Spatz. Um, Spatz concludes the article by saying that maybe someday she'll win a Pulitzer Prize, but that won't make her any prouder than earning that young woman's respect. And then, because it's Michael Grant, there is an editor's note that says that Anne Spatz Patron was killed by a landmine five days after this happened, and that's the end of this fucking book. (laughs) Yup. Yup. (laughs) because Michael Grant won't let anyone live
0: nope nope he won't he just won't do that
1: he'll do anything for love but he won't do that
0: he won't do that he just won't do that I fucking loved the second that she got the Colt gun I was like oh my god this is the story from book one in like the newspaper that they mentioned I got so pumped
1: (sighs) Oh, my God, you're right. Because she's like, yeah, I borrowed a revolver from a reporter. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. And the story got back home and everybody was treating her like a hero and she was, like, pissed about it. This is the story. I got so pumped.
1: I love it when book series do that, when they take <laughs> details and they, like, build them out. Oh, my God. So
0: yeah. Cool. And, like, I, like, that's, I think, why I really ended up falling in love with that whole, like, reporter- to article to real story flipping mm-hmm. that initially kind of threw me for a loop because I didn't know like what I was reading. But I think that's why I ended up loving it because I was like, oh my God, this is legit. Like the the detail from the story, they took it and we got to see the whole process. We get the whole story and then the article too. Fucking love it. Fucking love it so much. Good job, Michael Grant. God damn, Michael Grant. You did it again. You did it again. He got us. He goofed us. He gaffed us. He granted us. <laughs> You've been granted. You've been granted. I do
1: find it interesting that both of these short stories were during the first book.
0: Yeah. Like, timeline wise, was that a choice or is that just like when these things were written?
1: Mm hmm. Or, like, did he want to write more during Silver Stars and Purple Hearts, but, like, he couldn't for some reason?
0: Yeah. He's being held hostage.
1: By Catherine?
0: Yep. (laughs) (laughs) She's like, help me with Endling. We got it right, Endling. I don't care what you're doing. I don't. I don't. No. (laughs) She would ever do that. No. Listen. I've met her a handful of times and I would fucking go to court to testify she would never do that I'd swear on everything I had <laughs> she would never do that It's just so kind oh. but it would be funny it would be funny maybe for a what joke if
1: she, what if she's like completely kind to everyone but then with Michael Grant she's just like sit down and help me with this thing
0: I would love that first of all that would be amazing and second of all, that's how Tim tells me I am with Scott. <laughs> that's not true. I'm mean to plenty of people. I'm mean to everyone. Not I'm just mean to husband. everyone. <laughs> so, that's everything from Front Lines. We did it. We did it all.
1: I think so. That's all of it. We did it.
0: That seems unfair.
1: I know. Like, it's really over now.
0: It is really over now, and I don't know, I don't feel good about leaving them.
1: I know.
0: Michael Grant? Michael Grant. More? More stories for us in our orphan bowls. Our bulls runneth dry, Our Michael bulls Grant. dry, Michael Grant. Give us these stories, please. I mean,
1: there's countless other book series.
0: Yeah, he's we... written like 150 books himself. Yeah, And yeah. we've hit like, I have no idea.
1: Does Animorphs count?
0: I don't know if he was counting it. It's, it was He said it, not me, so I don't right. know. Hmm.
1: Okay. Should we talk about what we're doing next?
0: Yeah, I'd love to.
1: Okay,
0: what are we doing next?
1: We are doing Otter next. <gasps> Otter, which is Catherine's brand new book, which I believe is a middle grade or a children. It's probably middle grade.
0: Have you cracked it open yet?
1: I have. I don't. I'm intimidated. <laughs> i have literally. That was my thought too. I was like, yeah. oh, okay. Ooh, <laughs> I don't. I. I have no experience with this kind of writing. Um, we'll
0: Me see. either. Oh, man. I'm excited for it. Yeah. And I'm scared.
1: I'm very scared. But I'm really looking forward to the book. It looks adorable.
0: It does look fucking adorable. Oh, I can't wait. I can't wait. Can't as far wait. as how to summarize it, I guess oh. that's my problem. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Um. How are we going from a World War II blood and guts murder fest to otter? <laughs> to an adorable story about adorable an otter. an adorable story about an otter.
1: <laughs> oh, I don't even know. I love it, it's, though. But this is what we planned.
0: Like, I know. We like,
1: Let's get out of Michael Grant's horror shit show and just have a nice little hopeful book from, from Catherine. Yeah, about, about to otters. Us, yeah, to make us not hate our lives.
0: Right, right, right.
1: yeah and then we go right back into the shit probably
0: probably we don't know
1: yeah because after otter i think we're gonna do a little bit of this and that we have some kind of one-offs that we were gonna get it
0: holidays graphic novel coming out you guys get it
1: yeah that kind of stuff and then after that hopefully i'm getting the right one um i don't know <laughs> i don't know i think we're doing everworld yay and not remnants because those two are the but same but it's
0: one of the two
1: it's one of those two i'm pretty sure it's everworld
0: it's one of the two and we might have another surprise with that series that's our that's our upcoming
1: slate i guess yeah yeah yeah
0: Do we know what we're doing after that? Yeah, we do. Are we going to tell you? No. 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 Nah. No, 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 no. Okay. All right. All right. Shall we wrap it? Yeah. I mean, that was pretty good for a 27-page book. I think we covered all the pages. So, Good job. Good job. Amazing job. Excellent job. I loved every moment of it. If you hate Strand Brexton, write me personally (laughs) at anonymous Animorphs at gmail.com <laughs> or reach out to me on facebook at animals anonymous twitter at animals Anon. you can find us on uh facebook at apple grant Bookcast or apple grant cast on twitter and instagram uh, and i think those are all the socials where you can find us
1: yeah pretty much do all that yeah. so we mentioned earlier a discord server where we mm-hmm. live and where other people live that we love that are great and do crafts and and do studies and jobs and cat pictures and all sorts of stuff. There's all sorts of stuff on that Discord. There's all sorts of channels that may or may not have a description on them. Oh, they all do now. All Every single one. We fixed it. I completed it. that. <laughs> Alex fixed it for you um uh, yeah so we have a discord server hit us up on our socials if you want the link to that you could come play with us
0: come play with us if you want to know the type of content you could get i live tweeted casey catching a cricket in her basement at the beginning of this episode hooray it didn't end well for the cricket, it didn't but... end well for the cricket but the ideas the idea phase was incredible
1: yeah, yeah. fucking that happened
0: there was like Woo. 14 instruments used yeah it was impressive um, as hell. Plates and notebooks and all sorts of garbage. Operation Dumbo Drop ain't got shit on this.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's like a heist movie. It's a cricket heist. Getting, but like, instead of stealing the cricket, we're trying to get the cricket out of the place.
0: What is stealing but trying to get a thing out of a place? Okay, that's
1: true. That's true. <laughs> I just assume you're trying to get it from the place to like your home so you can have it. It's, but I'm trying to get the thing out of my home, so I don't have it.
0: You're trying to steal him into the wilds. Yeah, yeah. Put
1: him back in the nature, and not through my garage, which I need to fix my garage anyway. So come to join our Discord server. Oh uh, God, it's been a while. What else do we fucking talk
0: about? I'm sick of Discord and all oh. of the talking. I okay. want comics for my face.
1: <laughs> Comics for your face is a service that I, Casey can provide. I write and draw a web comic called beside you. It's, it is free to read at Thomas and one tunes and at B S I D E Y O U comic.com. It is not free to read on Patreon. Well, you can, you can make it not free by giving me money to support me making the comic, which is a really cool thing to do. Uh, you don't have to. You can go read it for free at the aforementioned websites before. But if you want to help support the comic, you can go to patreon.com slash KCD Studios and do that.
0: And I suggest you do because for only $15,000 a month, you can get the Slater cast. Listen, we're not... Dan just handed me a note and it says... We are not living in a van together in Casey's driveway. Remember, no, don't read this note. Alex, stop reading the note. (laughs) He's writing frantically now. Oh, uh, stop saying the Dan van. For fuck's sakes. All right. So I think he didn't want me to say anything about the Dan van that we're living in Casey's (laughs) driveway right now. But we do uh, the Slater cast together. So for $15,000 a month, you can listen to it. It's the best thing we've ever created.
1: It's, it's gold. It's top-tier gold. <laughs> <laughs>
0: shit. The oh, Dan shit. Van is so good. The Dan Van is amazing. It's my favorite lore that's ever happened. <laughs> and my favorite part is that it has the Dan Span, too, which is the length of the van. The Dan Van is the Dan Span.
1: The Dan Span of the Dan Van.
0: The Dan Span of the Dan Van. It's my favorite oh, no. thing that's ever happened. Oh, Christ, oh, Christ above. <laughs> god bless both of (laughs) y'all give me laugh i'm glad you're happy about this because we're gonna be showering in your home later (laughs) (laughs) why is my water bill so hot anyway
1: wow i've listened to the Slater cast it was fucking great yeah fucking want more podcasts into my face how do i get those alex
0: oh my god Okay, I have a few. So obviously, there's this one Animalist Anonymous slash Apple Grant Book Club. Thank you, welcome, hi, whatever. Uh, then there's also Horse Girls, which is you know if you like YA novels, and I'm guessing you might at this point. Uh, you can listen to Horse Girls, where we read a YA horse novel. And we talk about it for approximately 10 minutes. Then everything goes to shit and we talk about all sorts of other things. And it's wonderful and I love it. And also Tim and Jenna, my co-hosts, are Animorse fans. So this last episode called Anna Horse Anonymous, amazing episode title. What? Yeah, that's the, that was the episode title that just dropped. Fuck yeah, uh, fuck yeah. And it was we went into Animorphs like deeply. We were like, what if the saddle club fought the Yurks and we holy? <laughs> we <explored that. laughs> holy shit, I need it. It's it's pretty good. So there's that one. Uh, if you're just here strictly for Animorphs, but then somehow are still here. Uh there's Dungeons and Dragon Beams, which is an Animorphs D and D game that we are playing in. I play one of the idiot teens with a death wish. And uh our wonderful GM Austin has to deal with our shenanigans guy. And, you know, it's fantastic. So listen to that one, too. Uh, Dungeons and Dragon Beams at D&D B- P- i think that's how to find it. And also, listen, <laughs> here's the part of the episode where you're like, oh, Alex, you're going to talk about all your episodes that are on hiatus? Fuck no, not today, motherfuckers. Because Ooh. today we're talking about a podcast that's not on hiatus. It is launching.
1: Oh, we can finally talk about it. I'm we so can excited.
0: finally talk about it. Casey and I can talk Holy about shit. this podcast that's been in the works for 18 years.
1: Oh my God. It seems that way.
0: It feels that way. It seems that way. Casey, would you like to say it?
1: Alex and I are going to be on a Pokemon TTRBG podcast adventure
0: called
1: yeah. starters. Ah, so Late Starters. I'm excited. Oh my god.
0: Starters. <laughs> Late yep. Starters. I'm so excited. It is called Late Starters. You can already find the tweeter for it. And uh also we are launching it on November 11th. That's right. A week before the Pokemon game comes out. It's almost like we planned it that way.
1: Oh my god. Because we did. We did. Are you waiting for Pokemon? Listen to our podcast first to get yourself all hyped.
0: Yeah, hell yeah! Fucking, it's the it's amazing. It's so much fun. I love it. So late starters, check it out.
1: Oh yeah! Oh Oh my god, I'm so excited.
0: I'm so glad we finally got to say that. You know, every time for the past 86 years that we've been like, it's a project we can't tell you about, but we're both on it. This is it. Yep. You did did it. it. You made it. You've unlocked it. You've unlocked the podcast. And I think, other than thanking Jess, that's it. Thanks, Jess, for awesome music. It's amazing. I love it. Good job, Jess. 10 out of 10. Woohoo. 10 out of 22. 10 out of 22. Good fucking song. (laughs) 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 Yeah. So there, oh, man. there it is. Whoop. Well, now let us not be late to start the outro. Oh, 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 no. It's you've a late captured. starter's joke. Wait, go. Ca-
1: you've captured my heart with that joke.
0: Aww. Oh. Because oh. it's like a Pokemon. I,
1: I love Disc This you. so
0: much. Oh, <laughs> God damn it. This is so charm or <laughs> We have to go sleep.
1: <laughs> I've got nothing. I'm dying. Oh, no.
0: Did we do enough bad puns? I think we did. All right, let's go. Okay, bye. Bye.